Hello, podcast friend. How are you today? I hope this finds you well. You're listening to We Are the Church with Sherry Jones, and I'm your host, author, and inspirational speaker, Sherry Jones. I'm excited to chat with you about today's topic the church and marriage ministry balance. Ministry can be time consuming and taxing. And marriage needs to be cultivated. You must spend time with your spouse. So how do you balance it all when you're active in ministry and trying to have a healthy marriage? Well, today's guests, Shay and Michelle Watson, have tackled this topic personally and have been able to balance their life and teach others how to do the same. I had a great time chatting with them, and they dropped some serious nuggets that will help us today. And listener, if you're not married, that's okay. This episode is still beneficial to you because they share tips for singles that are desiring a balanced marriage as well. And the things that they share will help you when it's your turn to be married and you'll have a jump start on how to have a successful and balanced marriage. So go ahead, grab your tea, your coffee, your soda, whatever it is you're sipping on, and let's get started. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. podcast friends we are in for a treat today i have this dynamic couple with me today shay and michelle watson and we are going to talk about marriage and ministry balance that's a big topic y'all but let me tell you a little bit about the watsons they've been married for about three years they are the hosts of the pantry podcast wonderful podcast you all need to listen to after you listen to this episode. They met on one Sunday service and got to know each other because of how much they were involved in ministry. Now, is that not an awesome starting point for a relationship? They were involved in ministry and still are very involved in ministry. Between the two of them, they work in outreach, design, men's, women's, mothers, life group. I mean, they do it all. But how do they balance it? Shay works outside the home and Michelle is a stay-at-home mom and freelance designer. And today they are going to tell us how they balance all of the things that they do along with their marriage and their ministry. So thank you, Watsons, for being with us today. Hey, thank you, Shay, for having us. Thank you so much. Yeah, most welcome. It's a blessing to be here. I mean, back at you um, with your podcast, man. How awesome is it to just be sitting here with people who want to share the word of God and just love on people and and let them know that, you know what, there's someone who loves on you that doesn't fail. Amen. Exactly. Amen. Amen. Well, see you later. As y'all can tell, this is already going to be a dynamic conversation. I'm excited. I'm excited. So we are here to talk about marriage and ministry and how to balance it as we know ministry can be very time consuming it can be taxing it can sometimes be overwhelming and then when you're trying to balance that along with a healthy marriage so 
could you all talk a little bit about the potential threats that ministry can have on a marriage and how do you navigate and avoid those threats? So I think one thing that we've always been passionate about telling people, even before we were married, and now we're married so we can say it even louder, is, <laughs> is marriage is a ministry. And mm. I think sometimes people forget that part. And so they mistake family for a given and ministry for a gift instead of seeing them all as gifts and opportunities and things that God's entrusting them with. So in that alone, you know, I think we can get swept up in the things we define as ministry and lose time with our families to invest in them and build them up in the word um, because we're not seeing it as a ministry. And that's one of the biggest mistakes. And so we see our family unit as a ministry and raising our daughter as a ministry, our marriage as something that God wants to use to bring himself glory. So if we are not constantly working on being more like Christ and modeling the marriage he has with us, with one another, then we are doing a disservice to ourselves, to our relationship with Christ and to the people that are watching us and all these other ministries that we do. So, you know, the time strain, we do a lot of ministries. We have a small church, but we have really tried to have boundaries and recognize the giftings we've been given, be prayerful about the calls we accept. And a lot of the times, the things that we do, it sounds like a lot on paper, but it's not like they're all competing for the same chunk of time. It's like, okay, well, this one is at this time and this one's at this time. And so very rarely are they overlapping to the point of, you know, cheating or draining one another. And so that's why we have so many going on. Um, and I think that's important for people is to realize that those, those boundaries and those priorities are not sinful. You know, God has lanes for us to be in and he has a way that he has for us. And so when you walk in that way, he also provides and he provides the time, the resources, the support, the people, um, the wisdom. So, you know, I think time is probably one of the biggest ones, you know, a failure to really protect the family and marriage ministry. I want to piggyback on that a little bit because I think we can do a comparison. I think as a men's ministry leader, I have to know the men that I serve. And, and notice how I said that it's, it's called servant leader. Um, I have been given a duty at, at, at church by God through the Holy Spirit to lead men and to know them is key. So where would that be any different if I'm the spiritual headship of my home? I need to know who's in my ministry. I need to know my wife. I need to know, you know, the ticks, the, the, the turns, you know, the, 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 the way she is, the dynamic that she has. Um, as I would my own child, you know, I, I think before the podcast, I was downstairs watching my own child, you know, it's like, but you know, these are the things and I, and I don't think of them as tasks. Actually, I think of them as beautiful and just like ministry, we set a time aside, right? Men get this time. Um, you know, life group gets this time, uh, Thursday night prayer services get this time. I have set time aside as well for my family. And everyone in our leadership at church knows that, hey, on this day, unless it's something special, you know, we, we work through these things, but that is the time for me to invest in what's important because, you know, we want to raise our child up. 
we want to be because if we can't okay so on that it's like raising our child up raising them right so if we're not dialed in if we're not dialed in to the trinity to the holy spirit to the god godship right then how am i going to lead my child in a world like we're in today where we have a lot of the challenges that we see and so it's all about this timing and and you know that we the one thing we didn't throw in there our regular jobs. <laughs> and, and so when you, when you throw it, you know, and when I say that my real job is ministry, right. uh. the one that pays the bills <laughs> is that one I got to get up every morning and go to, but you know, we balance it in and you know, it's been beautiful. It's been, it's been awesome. We've seen, no, I'm sorry. God mm. seems to provide us with ample amount of time to flourish in our marriage, flourish in our ministries and just have lives that are, that are just on fire for Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Y'all said so much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens when there's two of us. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. It's good. It's good. Um, I just love, you know, Michelle starting us off with ma um, marriage is ministry. And looking at it from that standpoint and understanding the priorities and that setting priorities is not sinful. That really stood out for, for me because I think a lot of people get caught up in, okay, I'm supposed to be working in the church because churches and God is my priority. And mm -hmm. if they do something outside of that, they think that's being sinful, but wow. no, your ministry is outside of the church as well, especially outside of the four walls which is a lot of what we talk about on this podcast that we are the church not just the church body the local assembly but we are the church and so the and I love um when Shay was saying about know who you serve just like you know the men in your men's ministry you have to know your wife and your child too so we have to know our families as well but the overarching theme of your answer I believe is the time making sure that you are designating time for each thing and prioritizing those things. Absolutely. So, so what tip would you give? So say I, I'm a listener and I hear you all saying, you know, I need to prioritize my time. I need to balance ministry and my family, but what's the first thing I need to do to even get to that point? So God in the, in the word of God, and God saying it <laughs> says that he's a God of order. Uh. When I talk and we think about prioritizing, it comes with a price. That key word that nobody wants to say, it's called scheduling. <laughs> <laughs> it's called organizing. It's called um, setting it up to where you can flow through it. I am all about I am all about being led by the Holy Spirit. I am all about those moments in time when like the spirit takes over and just takes over and guides it. But there's a plan. You know, the Bible was written in a certain way. The Bible is chronological for a reason. The Bible is this book that, that shows us an outline of the necessity of the cross. Your life should have that same kind of priority and necessity. Um, and it takes a lot. Nobody, I, I, man, Google Docs, I had to learn something. <laughs> I had to learn. Look, there's a lot of things Michelle brought on board that I was like, 
uh, but then like, let me tell you something. When we live by that, um, when we live by the schedule, when we have the calendars, when we have the, the way to look at it and just see it and say, okay, this is what's in front of us. That helps us put time aside for us. We can sit there and say, no, no, no. We're blocking this time because uh-huh. we need time together. Um, this is a marriage talk, you know, and, 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 I, and I'm telling you, if you don't make time for your spouse, then you're going to grow distant from your spouse. You got to have that time. And so that's one way we organize. Yeah. And to go even deeper in that with a, we, we tend to call people out on things that we have struggled with or realize and, and, and do. One of the things that I say is I remember why we canceled Netflix. There were several reasons. One of the reasons that's applicable here is we realized that every day after our daughter would go to bed, we're blessed. She goes to sleep at six 30. So Instead of doing anything productive, anything fruitful, we would sit in front of Netflix and binge watch on literally anything. And we would go through, and I mean, we were wasting hours of time where we could have been talking to one another. I mean, we were talking, joking around at the show or whatever, but talking to one another, sitting outside at the, and having a, like a fireside chat, you know, being intimate, <laughs> you know, we could have been doing all these right. things. Instead, we're waiting until 9 30, 10 o'clock, going to bed, saying we're tired because we just vegged out for hours. So we realized I was like, okay, first of all, they're doing all the like the content on Netflix for the most part is just not what we need to be putting into ourselves anyway. And on top of that, it's a waste of time. Mm-hmm. So we canceled it. And we started a podcast around the same time because I was like, look, we've got three hours between the time we try to go to bed and the time that Kalia goes to bed. And we're just wasting it. We're throwing it away. So when we say all day that we don't have time to add something else that God seems to want us to do, we are fooling ourselves. So one thing that you can do is really be prayerful and then honest with what you get back about what you're doing that's actually a waste of time. Even if it feels good, even if it's an escape you think you need, if you throw that stuff out, the one thing you need, a lot of time we want to escape the feeling we don't have time. And so we feel, bam, 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 we're cramming so much in. So I need just to veg out for a while. What's funny is if you just stop vegging out, you have time for what you feel like you don't have time for, and you can spread it out more. So it's not back to back to back chaos. And we've started really throwing out a lot of things. I'm a crafter. I used to do a lot of crafts, have a lot of craft ideas in my head. I got rid of a lot of that. I'm like, I don't need to make my own everything. I can go to somewhere and buy it. And just save myself some time, right? (laughs) I can make more money, can't make more time. And so really just look at what you have on your to-do list and be like, God knows my heart and he is going to add things into my life that I will enjoy doing. You know, not everything, but there's Mm going to be things that cater to the strengths and skills I have. And I can trust that I don't need to find my own busy work. I can trust him to give me things that fit in my day. If I start trying to insert things too, that's when it starts to overflow and you get stressed. And I just want to throw in three verses, real quick verses, not long verses. First Corinthians 1440, Psalms 9012, Proverbs 169. Now listen, this is, this is cool because the way that God works this out for us, but all things should be done decently and in order. So teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. The heart of man plans his ways, but the Lord establishes his steps. I like that second part. So teach us to number our days. Our days are numbered. And we've been given a, a, a tasking, a mission. 
we've been told, go out and share the word of God. Go out and, and, and share my gospel. Um, when we sit behind Netflix, you know, when we veg out. Now, granted, look, Jesus went and prayed. He got away from things. We got to get away from things, too. I, look, I had a, one of my first passes was like, I look, I binge watched 24, but I know his heart and I know that the rest of the time of the year, minus that couple of weeks, that brother was like working. You know, we are working for the Lord. We're working for the kingdom. We're working for heaven. And when we let when we number our days and we take it away from the heart of our, our own laziness, our own our own desires, man, the Lord establishes our steps. Mm. And man, the flow on that is amazing. Wow. That is so good. When you when you all were talking about the Netflix, I started thinking about what well, a lot of couples probably feel like, well, that's our quality time with each other. Right. Because we're watching the movie together. But like you said, there's so many other more productive things you could be doing with your time besides Netflix and chill. Right. <laughs> Look, throw that movie in every once in a while. Right. We, uh, we yeah, do hey, yeah. movie nights. Like we have Pure Flix, we have Roku free TV. You know, we've got things and we, we do date nights with intentional with intentionality. Um, but we were like, it gets to the point where anything can be too excessive. And we were like, okay, we just binge watch an entire series. Now what? Next series. It was there was no break and it was every night. And oh, yeah. that was why we were like, look at all this time we have. <laughs> let's let's repurpose it exactly exactly and i like when you what you are saying about allowing god to um when you said you don't have to come up with your own busy work allowing god to lay out your schedule and insert the things in your schedule that you need to do mm. that are going to be impactful to the kingdom that are going to be impactful to your ministry um at, at that was that was very powerful so listeners they're telling us to get a schedule <laughs> and i hate schedule. it might be hard <laughs> we we really don't schedule every minute of our time and i think that is the opposite problem you leave no room for god to work yeah but, yeah yeah we, but, but we have a we have a a flow chart yeah, it's like, it's, okay, it's, we it's, know yeah. every Thursday at this time is squared away for prayer night. Every Tuesday at this time is squared away for Bible. Like, almost non-negotiable. These are our commitments, and this is what it, that costs. And so that, and then there's, and there is free time. There's, hey, you want to go to the park? Cool, let's go to the park. And like but, I said, one day a week, Saturday is the day that even the, the ministry leaders, myself, they all know, and they do things. You know, they got evangelism on Saturdays and, and, I'm like, look, Saturday, I got to have one day, guys, because yeah. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, mm -hmm. I'm rolling. And I said, but my family needs some time. So Exactly. Yeah, you have to designate that time for family, that time for, like you said, date nights and the times for you to do different things. So, yeah, so what I'm saying is schedule, not, definitely not scheduling every minute of your day, but having those key things that you know um as um shay said are non-negotiable right these are the times that i'm designating to make my family and my marriage a priority so i think that that is so good so good and so when you think about ministry and you know we've already established that marriage is ministry but when you're in a church and you all especially um express that you're in a small church so it's very um, demanding. What 
makes the difference in working in ministry together and when your ministries are separate? So we do both, obviously, you know, men's ministry, I'm not involved, um, <laughs> um, but um, there's, it's cool if you, if you have a little bit of both, because there's a lot of communication needed on both fronts, either, you know, communicating the needs of the ministry they're not a part of and communicating what you've gotten out of it. Like, how have you been fed by this ministry and, and sharing that with your spouse um, but then also communicating when you're working together. And I think our podcast is one of those things where it's outside of the building, but it's still part of the greater worldwide church. And it's one of the first times it's just been us. It's the two of us working together. And we've seen such fruit in the way we communicate. Um, I always say when I'm editing, we have separate audio tracks and it's so cool to see it naturally be a 50-50 almost split of conversation, whereas we are both long-winded a lot of the time and tended to go on monologues before the podcast. And so <laughs> the podcast came and it was almost like God blessing us with this better communication style. Um, but then, you know, when it's separate, there's also the chance to branch out and minister to people in that way you know we're all different when we're with our spouse and that's not necessarily bad it's just you you speak different because you're making room for your spouse um there's certain things you might only feel comfortable sharing um away from your spouse or like certain things people might only feel comfortable breaching with you away from your spouse given like you know the sensitive ideas involved and so when you have those separations god's allow allowing an opportunity to, to use your skills standalone. And when you're together, it's that idea of a help meet where it's like, okay, this is so cool to see how we can do things together we could not do apart, you know? And it makes me think of Ecclesiastes 4.12 where it says like a person standing alone can be attacked or defeated. Two people can stand back to back and conquer, but three are not easily broken. And we always, when me and Cher talk, we're always like, God's the third, right? And so when you put the service of God and the two of us. It's so cool to see what we can do, but it also is important to see what you can do with on your own with God. Right. So those are, those are some things that come to mind. I'm also going to challenge the people that are listening a little bit. Mm -hmm. You have to release. You have to release. Um, mm -hmm. When I say that, what am I defining here? A wife has to allow or let her husband Yes. Be a part of the ministry. Yes. A husband needs to be able to release and let his wife be a part of the ministry. Yes, we need that time together. But when God calls, we need to let him go. One thing Amen. that I love about my wife is that she's okay with it. She's okay with the times that I have to be away. Now, here's a blessing. A lot of our, because we're small church. Now, you know, I'm, I'm going to pump it out for the small church with a lot, <laughs> with a lot of feathers in our caps. You know, we got, I wear a lot of hats at, at my church <laughs> and the ministries cross. So life group, you know, we, we lead it. It's done in our home. So she's a part of it. Look, Thursday night prayer service hey, we have a child. She doesn't have the availability to be at the prayer service. And so she allows me to go. You know, she doesn't say, ah, complain or gripe or, 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 or come at me sideways. No, 
she's like, man, go serve the ministry. But I also know that she's here hard work too, because, you know, podcasts, you know, that outer church, it doesn't have to always be in the church, y'all. She's here working uh-huh. and editing and putting together. Pod- I know she's serving the Lord. See, yeah. and, that, and, that's, and that's those things that we put together. And that's those things that bind us together. But we also got to remember, it's not just us only together. Mm-hmm. Again, we're serving the Lord. Again, we're sharing a message. And we need to be able to release our spouses. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. I love that idea of release. Um, and one thing about marriage is two complete people coming together. Right. To create a marriage. You don't make each other. So in order to remain complete, Every part of you has to be complete, including your spirit man. Mm-hmm. And so when you're talking about having the separate ministries and being able to express yourself and have someone pour into you separately, that way, when you come back together, you're even stronger. Mm-hmm. And then when you're working together, that's the opportunity for you to glorify God through the relationship. That's, that's also good. And especially the challenge to release because a lot of times spouses you know can get a little territorial i guess i would say or a little jealous and you know he's always at the church she's always at the church and when's she gonna spend time with me and when he gonna spend time with me and what we have to understand is that our spouses have a separate calling on their lives is not just their calling to be our spouse. And if right. God has called them and commissioned them to do something, then we must, as Shay said, release or allow them to do that. Because if we don't, then we're hindering the work of God. And if we yeah. think about it like that, you know, that, that puts it in a totally different perspective. It's, it's like if we build a garden, right? We have a garden in our backyard. And I'm like, I got to go water the garden. And, and, and Michelle goes, nah, you can't go water the garden. Mm-hmm. Then, then the fruit, where's the fruit going to be in that garden? Exactly. And, and I like what you're saying. I, I'm glad you took the politically correctness out of mind <laughs> and took it to that <laughs> level. Because that's really where I'm getting at. We got to let it go. We gotta let, sometimes we got to let them go in order to see growth. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that we have a couple friends that when they started to release, their marriage started to flourish. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it's been an amazing thing to watch. Yeah, I think sometimes people, I mean, I struggled with it in the beginning when we were dating because it was my first real relationship. So I wanted more and more and more time. Yeah. Um, and Shay wanted to also have more and more time at church. And I was getting plenty of time. But it's kind of like you can get addicted to quality time, just mm-hmm. like you can get addicted to anything else. And yet I think I kept getting convicted like, okay, well, why aren't you addicted to quality time with God? You know, like when he's away wow. serving, you can have time, like you're not alone. You have me. And, um, and so I can, we're speaking from this, like with me, trust me, if you're listening and you're like, well, they make it sound easy. No, I was there and I got mad and I had my little fits and I got over it because I kept pursuing the Lord through it. And you realize that the things that are making you cling so hard and the spouse who might, you might feel like they're always at the church, always at the church. The prayer there for them is that being at the church, they realize marriage is also a ministry and they come back and they 
set those boundaries to have quality time at home as well. Um, but you tend to learn that when you're devoted and are in fellowship with other believers in different circumstances. So what we're saying, y'all, balance. 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 I mean, God is balanced. Yeah. You know, his, his, his love is no more or less than his mercy. See, our God is balanced across the board. So there's this balance. And, and you know what? I, I, <laughs> I remember those days. I was over here trying not to laugh because I remember those days. Like, like before it got real serious, it was like, I'll follow you anywhere. If you got to go, I don't care. Ten buck to Africa in the bush. I don't care. I'll follow you. And the more serious it got, <laughs> the, the more the struggle became. But let me tell you something. I knew I had a calling. Now, listen to me now. I had a calling. I wasn't just escaping i wasn't just working on my own right like my own i was the heart my yeah. heart wasn't establishing my path the lord was and so when i say these things when i would walk away and get in the car and just say whatever and, and it was miserable look you never like to leave that situation that way but i was like i have a calling but you know what? Did you hear what she said? It was beautiful. And I just, you know, just hearing it today is like, wow. <laughs> it's like, but I had time. And God said, that's my time. Uh -huh. You can be with me. And that was awesome. I mean, just, but yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. 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 That, that was so awesome when she, that, I mean, that um, grabbed my attention and opened my eyes as well. When you have that time alone, you're never really alone. So the time that your spouse is spending in church or working in ministry or doing something separate from you, that's your time to grow in your faith and your time to grow in your relationship with God. But a lot of times we don't take the time to do that. We instead want to mope and poke our tongues, out, not not tongue, our lips out. <laughs> right. Sometimes it's the tongue. Right. Mm. My daughter does it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Well, we, you right. know, we want to have our little fits and our little tantrums, yeah. but right. I think, yes, you all are giving some good information for our listeners today. It's that balance, that balance. You mm -hmm. don't want to be so much involved in the ministry of the church, of the building, that you're neglecting your spouse or you're neglecting your marriage, but you're, you also have to um, know that you're going towards your calling. And if you're that spouse that's being left alone, you have to remember that it's something greater than, you know, what you can see that your spouse is pursuing and you need to allow them to do that and then take that time to build your own faith. Mm, yeah. Yes, Amen. exactly. Amen. So good. So good. Y'all, I'm telling y'all dropping all kind of nuggets. <laughs> Man, I love this. I love it. <laughs> and so kind of piggybacking on all of that what you're saying about the balance and and everything how has serving given you opportunity to strengthen your marriage i think you've talked about it some when you're saying when you're working together you are um you know building your marriage because you're serving together and with doing the podcast you all have learned how to communicate to you know better but what are some other instances where you all serving in ministry has strengthened your marriage? We run the life group. I think that's a good, a good, another good place. And we're always about community. We're always about conversation. Mm -hmm. um, our podcast was built off of our conversation. So it's, this isn't something we decided, okay, one day, 
hey, let's try this and see if it works. This is something that you start with. So it's like, I'm going to start this way. I'm going to start with God in it. I'm going to start with, you know, God in every aspect of my life. The house belongs to God. My child belongs to God. My wife belongs to God. Man, I'm blessed just to have them. They're like that additional little, you know, I, I call it the ice cream. And Jesus is my ice cream. I go to get ice cream. The cherry on top is Michelle. It's either there, it's not, but it's a blessing, right? Mm -hmm. God becomes that focal point. So in our, in our life group, it's like our podcast. It's a 10, 20, 20, 10. 10 minutes start, 20 minutes, you know, a little share of the word and then 20 minutes to communicate. And we roll that one and not over talk people, but kind of like this conversation, you know, and she has good input. And you know, what's cool about that is we're usually talking about it before the day. It's like, cause I'm hitting her. I, look, I, I come to her and I'm like, Hey, look, check this out. Oh man, I'm reading this or Hey, I just, man, this just blew my mind today. Look at this. Let's talk about this this week or, you know, and, and I think that through those moments and all of these times that we, we enter into, the, into his house, right? Our house is a worship place. It, it, you know, it, it's not ours. It's, it's a place to glorify him, to, to, to bring him into it and, and let him reside here. You start that way. And if you're not that way, get that way. Mm -hmm. um, if you're in a relationship, if you're not in a relationship, get that way with God. Because that is your marriage. See, this is where people forget things. People forget that we were married to God first, right. to Christ. Right. I, I'm a bride, man. I, I wear that proudly. I'm a man. I'm a, you know, I'm that tough man. I'm like, whatever, man. I'm manly man. No, just kidding. But, but I'm okay. I'm okay with that pride or with that, with being that bride. Yeah. And see, when we start there with being the bride to Christ, then this marriage that I'm in, it just, it just becomes a, a communication highway in the word of God and, and, and in his glory and his worship, because that's what we need. Yeah. I mean, being involved in the ministries just injects more of God into who we are. You know, you hear Shay saying, you know, in every area of life and our house is a sanctuary and a worship hall for the Lord. And I understand you it's not something that happens overnight where that happens. And so the way to get there is to start saying it and, and making it true the same way you're like, I'm going, you know, you say, I'm going to do this and you, and you keep saying you're going to do it and just saying it doesn't make it manifest, but it keep it keeps holding you accountable, keeps it fresh in your mind. And, you know, I was a psych major, so I always talk about the rewiring of your mind. The more you speak biblical words, the more those take precedence in your mind over the worldly things you've heard. And on that note, one of the things that happens is all of the encouragement that you get to hear from your spouse and all the encouragement you get to give to your spouse, just seeing the work that, like, how God's using them. Um, I think there's not a lot of that. One of my pet peeves about like media is how often men are made fun of in shows and they're made out to be like buffoons that can never get it right. And the wife's always right. And it always bothers me because I'm like a real marriage can't sustain in that kind of mindset and attitude because tearing the man down, making fun of him, making him feel like he's nothing and you have it all together does two things. One, it makes him feel like garbage and he's not. He is a son of the living God. And 
we need to remember that. And then on the other side, it makes us feel like the weight of the world on our shoulders because we're the only ones that can get it right. And our husbands can't get it right. So it's up to us. And it's not up to us. It's up to God, you know. Um, and so in First Thessalonians 5, it talks about encouraging each other and building each other up. And in Hebrews 10, 24 and 25, it says, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day drawing near. And that just reinforces everything that we've said is you get to encourage one another when it gets hard, because there are those days where I just don't want to serve the Lord the way I've been called to and vice versa. Someone said something disrespectful, rubbed me the wrong way. Now I don't want to serve the Lord. It's petty, but it happens. And on those days, I'm blessed to have a spouse that can encourage me. And then when I see him doing something, it's like if I was married to like the quarterback of the Broncos, right? And I'm looking at him like, every time he does something awesome, I'm so proud and I'm screaming for him, except it's in the eternal side. I'm like, look at God using his skills. My husband speaks so well. My husband knows the word so well. And it's like, you just speak life into this person. And then because you're taking turns doing that, your marriage is strengthened and really speaking life into them isn't like, oh, 12-step plan. Oh, it's going to take an hour of my day. It's like things that just can happen. These are things that can just happen while you're chopping onions, while you're vacuuming, while you're you know, playing a game on your iPad. You can say something that's true and life-giving to your spouse. So the more you serve, the more you're aware of what God's doing through them and the more opportunities you have to just uplift them in that. And that just grows you both. Right. Mm-hmm. First Thessalonians 5, it's, you know, in 11, it says, therefore comfort each other and edify one another, just as you are also doing yep, it. But you know, but yeah, right. Yeah. But when you sit there in that one through four, yep. or actually, I'm sorry, one through 10. Yeah. You sit there and you see this, this time is that our time is not given. You know, it's like, it's unknown. We don't know the day or time. And so what's being spoken here. Is it saying, look, we don't have time. It goes back to my other verse, right? About time. Yeah. You know, this is his time and we should be edifying one another, not tearing people down, not ripping them apart, but, you know, investigating, finding out what's going on. Look at the heart of things. Mm-hmm. Um, that right there alone helps a marriage, not just helps a marriage, but would help society if society uh-huh would follow these rules because we're, we're, we look at life as given. We look at our time as given. Oh, you know, I'll probably live to 89 and then, you know, brush off, right. you know, or 70 if I, you know, maybe, you know, <laughs> not as lucky, but, and we just think that every day is, 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 is like guaranteed. Mm-hmm. But if I think that like not every, every minute is not guaranteed, especially as a believer in Jesus Christ, then I need to be speaking words into my wife that are edifying. Mm-hmm. Now, do I? Okay. <laughs> Admission. <laughs> he does. Admission. Yeah, but I mean, we got to be real here. Otherwise, people are like, oh, he's like, really? no, <laughs> let's be real. Let's be real. We go through our struggles. Uh-huh. I mean, there's been times when prayer is what brought us back. We pray every night. But, but wait, prayer is what brought us back together because we hadn't talked yet. Yeah. <laughs> and I get oh, into wow. prayer. And I'm like, and I remember a couple of times like, Lord, I don't even know what to say but I'm wrong. <laughs> and by the end of the, by the end of the prayer, we're snuggling. We're snuggling. We're back in it. You know, we're back in it to win it. And, but that's, that's what I'm saying here. It's like, think about this. 
we don't have a lot of time here. Mm-hmm. And, and we, life is, is, is important mm-hmm. to, to people. And, and if we took it deeper into the outside world, our marriage, man, we're going to heaven. Mm-hmm. I, I know this. My, my, I've been secured. She's been secured. But when we take this into society, like I said, or in that, if you start to do it at home, you learn how to do it outside. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's really how it is. Because, you know, they always say that you treat your spouse worse than, than everyone else. That, that's that saying that people will say. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you something. In Christ Jesus, you treat your spouse better. Mm-hmm. And then you learn from these, this relationship how to treat others. And if I start to overflow God's goodness and his grace and his mercy and his love, and I start to edify people, when people mess up, like, hey, man, it's okay. Let's, let's look at this from a different perspective. I'm hurt, you know, not, not by percentages and all these other things, but by the compassion that comes and brings care. Mm. That's what we should be doing. And so I love that verse. That's why I stuck there. I was yeah. like, what? I, I, I like it. I'm like, hold up, man. And then you read back on it. Always read around because yes. it's huh. beautiful. Yeah. around a verse you know don't just pick out a verse but man to edify why because time isn't guaranteed yeah. beautiful beautiful it's that's what it's all about speaking life to each other encouraging each other and that connection um as as a couple now one thing that stood out when you were talking um especially when Shay was saying um being married to god first can you speak to our listeners that may be single and they're, they're not married yet. They desire to be married. Um, they desire to have a marriage like what we're talking about today, a marriage that's built in love and, and working in ministry together and all of that type of thing. What type of advice um, would you have, Michelle? You could speak to the ladies, what advice you would have and shade to the men, um, to those singles that are out there. So I will shout out our friend, Candon Webb. You should find her on Instagram um, because she is still single, um, but she's like, I'm married to the Lord. And so she has a singles ministry that's really uplifting. So if you want to know where I'm getting everything, I'm pretty much going to say it's because I've been built up by Candon in this. But the first thing I'll say is you don't have to consider your life a failure if you never get married to a human being. I think that even though no one wants to hear this unpopular thing, you have to start here. And Candon taught me this, that he does not guarantee you a spouse. So like any other dream, surrender it to the Lord. Now, a lot of people get married, right? But there's no stats on how many of them were God-given spouses and how many were, I'm going to just pick someone because I want to be married spouses and they made it work. And that can happen, right? But if we truly believe that God has our best in mind, then we can count on his perfect timing, the perfect spouse for us, not a perfect spouse that does no wrong, but the one that's going to build us up, iron sharpens iron, right? Mm -hmm. Um, God will bring us a believer, right? Um, but also on top of that to go into, okay, so let's say you found you, you are meant to have one. Um, it's really about waiting on the Lord as so annoying as it was. I wanted to be married with kids at 23 and I just had our daughter when I was 29. Right. And we got married when I was 27. So I think I met Shay at 23. We started dating at, like down the line after that. Um, but so if it had been on me, I would have already had a whole new life. Um, 
but you have to find someone. You cannot settle for someone and hope they get to the point of loving the Lord more than they love you. You have to find someone who loves the Lord that much. That's the most surefire way to end up with a marriage like this, because you cannot guarantee that someone's going to find a way to love the Lord more than they love you. If they meet you first, you, you, they might, they might not. And so if this is what you want more than even a spouse, if you're like, I don't want to have a spouse unless it's like this, then don't settle unless they really love the Lord um, and surrender to the Lord. I told the Lord, don't let me fall in love with anybody again until it's the one you have for me. And on top of that, I'm going to still go on dates, right? I'm not going to just sit there and twiddle. Stuff. Like I, I went on dates and I was like, Lord, give me a sign on the first date if it's not the one. And every single time it was hilarious. I had, they would say the most random outlandish thing. One believed in aliens and I was like, nah, I'm good. Um, one said something that like, I knew we wouldn't be compatible at all based on that. You know, all these, and I just met, I, I went to church. I was not looking for a guy at church. I was looking for the Lord at church. Mm-hmm. I had, and, uh, and a month after I started going, Shay showed up mm-hmm. and I had no idea what that would lead to. Um, but you don't have to not try. You don't have to, you know, not be social, but just don't settle as painful as it is to not settle each time you have that spark of hope, just don't settle. And if it's God's will, it's God's will, but no matter what he will, he will send you on a God glorifying journey. As long as you submit to him. Amen. Amen. I'm, man, I'm, I'm over here like stuck. What? The word of God preaching girl. That's what I'm talking about, man. I'm like, how do you follow that up? Just, hey, man, listen. <laughs> but, but no, I, no, I, but, but see, it does come from a different aspect. It does. Um, it's amazing how um, Jesus said, you know, husbands love your wives and wives respect your, your husbands. Um, you can say it. I'll vouch for you. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I feel like when, when the Bible is teaching us or showing us something, you know, like love, um, men, we don't know how to love. I'm, I'm going to be real. I'm, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it out there. Um, when I'm talking about this love, you, you know, you got Eros, which is romantic passion. I mean, yeah, we can dial that in, right? <laughs> oh, Jenna said, what? Uh-uh. You know, it's, it's like, it's like, you know, or, or philia or, you know, which is intimate, authentic or ludus, which is playful, flirtatious, storage, unconditional, familiar, right? Falacia. I, I probably got that wrong. Falacia, but it's self-love pragma committed compassionate love i think men are easy at dialing that in you know you you think of those in the world it's like whatever but then you get to the agape love which is what christ was talking about and you're talking about this selfless love can you imagine that god's love is selfless like he, he he needs nothing from us yet he loves us you know we could take an example from that and and look at it and say i need nothing from her i just need to love um it's amazing. It's like we, but we put all these, these, these requirements. Um, I like what she was saying, you know, the requirements and all of a sudden, you know, she gave up on the list and, and it, and it shows up. Um, but that's kind of how it is when we, when we give up on that worldliness, God shows up. And then when you look at the other side of that, the respect side, right? I really believe shortcomings, right? So men don't know how to love women have a hard time respecting men will sit there and fight each other and then be like, what's up, buddy? Well, women will sit there and fight with one another. 
And it's like, I don't want to talk to her ever again. Never, ever see you later. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why my wife said she could back me up on this. Yeah, because, I will. Because, I will. Because I know sometimes when I bring this up, people are like, huh? What you saying? I can't respect people. And then they don't talk to me no more. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but I, and I'm like, point, point proven is they walk yeah. away. But no, but we, when we come together in this marriage, you want to find that person. You want to find that person that's, that's searching for agape love. Man, you trust me. You get caught up in the flame of passion, the flame of romance, the flame of like, I don't, you, we are all visual. I'm sorry. I hate yeah. to say it. Psychology will prove it. But, you know, we're not looking for that in a person, man. We're looking where it needs to start, and it needs to start in the Trinity. It needs to start in God. You know, there's a triangle uh, philosophy or thought to this. You know, I'm on the lower left point. Michelle's on the lower right point. You know, for us to meet at that point at the top, God has to be there. If not, we're going to spend the rest of our lives going down a path that makes no sense. Because we're not going to understand who we were designed to be, who we were created to be. We won't understand that inner void that will never be filled because it hasn't been filled by God yet. You know, the cup pours over, right? Uh -huh. How is she going to fill my cup? How am I going to fill her cup? It's impossible. It's impossible. But when you let God fill your cup, uh -huh. everything is possible. So men, seek God. Again, it goes back to the adage, seek Christ first, he, Christ, seek Christ first mm -hmm. and he'll bring the provision. Y'all huh. mm -mm -mm. <laughs> just delivered sermons up in here. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Bring it all back to God. Amen. Yes. Seek him first. If you yes. want a beautiful, faith-filled marriage like the Watsons, if you want that balance between marriage and ministry, if you want the relationship that God has for you, seek him first. Amen. 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 Well, Watsons, I enjoyed chatting with y'all today. I mean, y'all shared some great nuggets of inspiration for our listeners you gave some tangible tips as well for our listeners on how to have that balance in marriage. So if you could lead each um, just share any closing remarks that you have and how people can connect with you. How can they connect with the pantry podcast? I'll go first so that you can wrap up with all that pantry podcast stuff. <laughs> all that right. Email text. What, I, I don't have all that. Look, y'all, I don't have all that, but uh, my wife covers me on that. See coverage. You see how that works? Um, I just think that this whole conversation um, centers around the foundation. Um, if you build your, your house on the sand, I mean, you're, you're vulnerable. You're vulnerable to, to the storms. You know, you're vulnerable to the earthquakes. You're vulnerable to the high winds that blow in front of you, I, you know. Um, but that still small voice that comes when you're built on the rock of Jesus Christ, on that foundation, that solidified foundation, um, man, it's almost like your structure that's built is built plumb 
it's built square it's built level it's it's just a beautiful beautiful balance that brings recovery in trials and and and, and tribulation and and it brings it quick it's a quickness it's like i don't know your your house starts to you get a hole in the wall and next thing you know it's plastered you know what i'm saying it's like phew, done um, and that's what God does. That's what Christ does. He realigns us. He talks to us. He watch corrects us. And I think that we just need to listen to that small voice. We need to be in that communication first before you can authentically communicate with your spouse. Yeah. And we, so we say a lot, I think a lot of the time I think in my head of the people that are like, well, you talk a big game and you make it sound so easy, but what do you really know about the struggles? And I will say, if you could have seen us when we first were ironing out our relationship to now, you would see two things that we've improved. Right. And that the only consistent thing that we did different is speak the truth. Even if we weren't doing it, even if it was hard, even if we hadn't mastered it. And that is what I tell people is don't wait to declare boldly the truth of God till you have mastered it. Because then what, I mean, how are you going to like, so what you're going to say some like fickle things and some just lofty, like random shallow things until you magically, even though you're saying all this tacky stuff, you've magically ascended to a better relationship and then you'll share the truth. Like, no, give godly marriage advice, even if you aren't doing it yet. And if people come back and say, yeah, well, get back to me in 20 years with that. Tell me how that's going. Write their name down in your Bible, because in 20 years, you can go let them know it worked out just fine. Because that is the one thing that we have done is we have committed ourselves to not compromising on what is true. And we access the word in every day. You know, I... I have set up ways in my life. I've built my life so that even when I'm too, quote unquote, busy or distracted to sit down with intentionality and open the literal Bible or version app, I still access verse every single day. There's so much in our life that it's like, okay, uh, either it's a podcast or a blog or the verse that's like plastered on our wall, or it's the little Bible shows, Kalia's what like no matter what I've set up life that I cannot escape the Bible on days that I don't have time to like make time to read so that every day you're hearing the truth and you, and you build in that. So it's, it's, it's the cool thing is with God, it's possible for everybody. You know, you just have to own that. So you can reach us at the pantry as well as the pantry podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We love to do prayer requests and get the questions and the comments and all that fun stuff. Um, and then, yeah, you can also reach Shay at they call me Shay on Instagram and you can reach me at 3125.com. And I'm going to throw one even out there. S Watson, W A T S O N at ggcf.info yeah that's, that's actually my uh, ministry address so you know if you guys got questions or you need to talk to somebody just let us know yeah awesome awesome and michelle you mentioned you said um what's it called 31 oh yes um it so it's the word 31 and then the number 25.com that's my blog and my apparel shop but i have things on there that kind of focus a little more on like the lady side of things 
with God. Awesome, awesome. So you all check everything out. Check out the Pantry podcast. Check out Michelle's Carol line, her blog. Get in contact with Shay for some good word. I mean, just connect with the Watsons. We want to connect. <laughs> <laughs> And we're they thankful want for to connect with you. Yeah. And we're thankful for this connection, Sherry. Yeah, we love. Look, this. we don't have to be on the podcast to talk, girl. We, we you know, the Zoom and whatever else, man. Let's just, let's just keep in touch. Yes. Oh, we definitely will. We definitely will. So y'all bless my soul today, and I know you bless my listeners' soul. So you all take care. You all be blessed. Connect with the Watsons, and I'll chat with you next week. Thank you for your presence and your listening ear for today's episode of We Are The Church with Sherry Jones. I hope that it was a blessing to you. Please make sure you check out the show notes for important information. You will learn more about today's guests and how to connect with them, how to follow this podcast on social media, information about my coaching program for aspiring writers, how to speak life with your story, my books, and more. I would love to hear from you. If you have feedback regarding today's episode, would like to be a guest, or would like to advertise your business products or services on this podcast, send me an email at wearethechurchpodcast at gmail.com. You all take care, be blessed, be safe, and remember, the church is not a building. We are the church. Thank you.